In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Welcome everybody. It's very good to have you here with us today. Um, Thank you for coming. And also, I'm going to send a message to people who see this recorded service. Uh, It's very lovely that you're joining us at home. So, welcome everybody. We are all united through the power of technology and the Holy Spirit. We also particularly welcome Dallas, who is coming here today and is going to be baptised. And we're thrilled about that and very excited for you. Congratulations. At our Lord's baptism in the River Jordan, God showed himself to all who have eyes to see and ears to hear. The Father spoke from heaven. The Spirit descended as a dove. And Jesus was anointed with power from on high. Here is the door of faith through which we enter the kingdom of heaven. As children of God, we are adopted as his sons and daughters and called out to proclaim the wonders of him who called us out of darkness and into his marvellous light. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Grazie a Sladimus Tim. 
Lord of all time and eternity, you opened heaven's gate and revealed yourself as Father by the voice that called Jesus your beloved Son, baptizing him in the power of the Spirit. Reveal yourself to us now to claim us as your children and so complete the heavenly work of our rebirth in the waters of the new creation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. For the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Ascribe to the Lord, you powers of heaven. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The glory of God thunders. The Lord is upon the mighty of the Lord is mighty in operation. The voice of the Lord is a glorious voice. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedar trees. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf. And Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord splits the flash of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the oak trees writhe and strips the
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. John the Baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you a Christian? I remember being asked that question as a fresher. I just arrived at university and I went to the college chapel on Sunday evening. At Balliol there was always sherry afterwards in the old common room. Someone who I'd never met before walked up to me and asked me this question, and I must confess that I was surprised to be asked. Given that chapel was hardly compulsory and that I had bothered to turn up, I thought on one level the question was redundant. But it was a question that put me on the spot. Was I being asked if I was a particular kind of Christian? Was I being asked to sign up to the Christian Union? Was I being expected to inhabit a particular kind of identity, to conform to a particular set of norms and expectations? And what if I had failed or would fail in the future? What if in the end I said yes and I didn't turn out to be a particularly good Christian? Would that make me a fraud? All of this was going through my head as a questioner looked at me expectantly. I said, well, yes perhaps a bit hesitantly. And then I said, are you? To which I got the answer, I'm the son of the Bishop of Repton. (laughs) Then he walked off. I wasn't sure that my question had been answered. 
But how do we answer the question? Are you a Christian? I can't help reflecting that it is strange that I have so rarely been asked that question. Of course, one might answer it in terms of being a cultural Christian. I inhabit a particular culture that has been shaped and animated by the Christian tradition. Tom Holland, in his book Dominion, has some interesting observations to make about that. Alternatively, I might think about being a Christian in terms of something that I may have inherited from my family, something that I didn't choose but was simply given to me, a choice that was made for me, something that was instilled in me by a process of education. Interestingly, I was not baptised as a child and my parents were not churchgoers. But my faith was undoubtedly shaped by the church schools that I attended. So there is this sense in which my faith was shaped by a regular pattern of worship, a kind of practice or observance. But the temptation with such an understanding is that being a Christian can then be reduced to thinking simply in terms of a certain kind of behaviour or ethic, certain moral standards. Again, once upon a time, people might have identified themselves as a Christian almost by a process of subtraction. Well, I'm not a Muslim or a Buddhist, I'm not a pagan or an atheist, so I guess that makes me a Christian. Of course, these days, such people are more likely to be described as nuns. When I first heard this expression, it took me a while to realise that they were speaking about people with no religious affiliation, rather than somebody who might wear a wimple. The Danish philosopher Søren Kierkegaard had some interesting observations to make in response to this question, are you a Christian? Kierkegaard is often regarded as a rather melancholy figure, a philosopher who studied the depths of despair. And yet his writings are characterised by enormous wit, and sometimes he can be devastatingly funny. Although he came from a pious Lutheran family and was determined to try everything else before entertaining the thought of being a Christian himself, Kierkegaard's theological imagination was shaped by the story of those frightened disciples who locked themselves away in the upper room after the crucifixion. They hid themselves away, uncertain, hesitant, unsure. And yet, in that moment, the risen Christ came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And for Kierkegaard, this story provoked in him the realization that in spite of all his searching, at his core he was a person who was found by God. And this discovery was a moment of indescribable joy. This sense of being found, grasped by a mystery beyond himself, this moment of revelation was the starting point for his journey of faith. In the Lutheran church in Denmark at the time, a state church, any Danish citizen was counted as a Christian. And he was shocked by the complacency of those who, when asked, are you a Christian, would simply say yes, without recognizing that to be found by God, to be addressed by God as one who is beloved, demands a response, a response of wholehearted faith. For Kierkegaard, a Christian is something that you become, and that becoming 
takes a lifetime. Although Kierkegaard had some critical things to say about the way in which the Danish church had hollowed out the sacrament of baptism, the fact remains that this journey of a lifetime all begins with baptism. As the old prayer book used to say, baptism doth represent unto us our profession. At the heart of the baptismal rite is the profession of faith, and that faith is something in which we seek to grow. The creeds that we say bear witness to the Christian doctrine of God, the doctrine of the Trinity. And it is no accident that in our scripture readings for today, the compilers of the lectionary have chosen passages of scripture with a distinctly Trinitarian resonance. In our reading from Genesis, there is a description of creation. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, God speaks the word, that same word which became flesh in Jesus Christ. While a wind from God swept over the face of the waters, the wind, the breath of God, the spirit of God, in Hebrew as in Greek, the word for wind, breath and spirit are the same word. And then again, in Mark's description of the baptism of Christ, there is this moment of revelation, the spirit descending like a dove on Jesus, and the voice that says, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. In these words, we discover the revelation of divine love. But more than that, there is this sense of being found, of being called. And that is the call which has brought us here today. As we contemplate the baptism of Christ, We come face to face with Jesus, and it is here that we discover who we are, slowly, sometimes painfully, sometimes surprisingly. We discover that we have been created to mirror his life, the eternal life of the one turned always towards the overflowing love of the Father. The tragedy is that so often we are tempted to turn away because the life of faith can seem so overwhelming, so challenging, so difficult. Are you a Christian? Well, yes. And then when people say, well, your faith must be such a consolation to you, sometimes I smile silently, when really I just want to say, you know, to be honest, it doesn't always feel like that. Because that journey of becoming, of becoming a Christian, is not always an easy journey. To follow Christ may take us to Gethsemane, to Calvary, even to that upper room. The sacrament of baptism speaks from beginning to end of the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It does not provide us with a kind of immunity from pain or suffering or loss. Rather, it enables us to see that our lives are bound by the reality of God, of God's endeavor, of love's endeavor, and love's expense. In his little book on icons, Rowan Williams meditates on an icon of Christ. 
Indeed, the evangelist story of the baptism of Christ has fascinated and inspired iconographers for centuries. But William says this, When we look at Jesus, we see in some measure what he sees and are drawn to where his eyes lead us. When we look at him looking at us, we see both what we were made to be, bearers of the divine image and likeness, and also what we have made of ourselves. Williams is making the point that it is God who initiates and sustains our relationship with him, and whose gaze and whose grace has the capacity to transform us into his likeness, into his joy, into his life. In spite of our searching and our wondering, he finds us, and most wonderfully of all, he delights in us. And today is a moment of great joy, that today he has found Dallas, and delights in Dallas. Amen. So I'd like to introduce Dallas Calloway, who has come for baptism today. Dallas is a husband to Jennifer, son to Tim and Joyce, and brother to Travis and Caris. His father is a pastor, and Dallas was raised in a Christian home in Calgary in Canada. As he looks back on his experience of growing up and continuing throughout university, one of the figures Dallas sees in himself is Simon of Cyrene, the bystander. Dallas arrived in Oxford at the beginning of this academic year. He's studying at Magdalen for a DPhil in the writings of the Danish philosopher and theologian Søren Kierkegaard, who I was talking about in the sermon. Like Kierkegaard, he's come to understand something of the sickness of spirit, the alienation or despair that comes through living without God, and he's now ready to make the promises of baptism for himself and to begin this journey of faith. In his exploration of theology, Dallas has come to recognize the serious call to be a Christian and to follow Jesus wherever that may lead, however much he may struggle deeply yet freely with and for God. Dallas, do you wish to be baptized? Are you ready with your own mouth and from your own heart to affirm your faith in Jesus Christ? I am. Faith is a gift of God to his people. In baptism, the Lord is adding to our number those whom he is calling. People of God, will you welcome this candidate and uphold him in his life in Christ? With the help of God, we will. 
In baptism, God calls us out of darkness into his marvelous light. To follow Christ means dying to sin and rising to new life with him. Therefore, I ask, do you turn to Christ? I turn to Christ. Do you repent of your sins? I repent of my sins. Do you renounce evil? I renounce evil. The first sign of baptism is the sign of the cross. And I'm also going to ask Jennifer to sign Alice with a sign of the cross as well. Christ claims you for his own. Receive the sign of his cross. Do not be ashamed to confess the faith of Christ crucified. Fight valiantly as a disciple of Christ against sin, the world, and the devil, and remain faithful to Christ to the end of your life. May Almighty God deliver you from the powers of darkness, restore in you the image of his glory, and lead you in the light and obedience of Christ. Amen. Praise God who made heaven and earth, who keeps his promise forever. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. We praise you, loving Father, for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. He was baptized in the River Jordan, where your Spirit came upon him and revealed him as the Son you love. He sent his followers to baptize all who turned to him. Now, Father, we ask you to bless this water, that those who are baptized in it may be cleansed in the water of life and filled with your Spirit. May they know that they are loved as your children safe in Christ forever. Amen. Let us affirm together with Dallas the faith of the Church. Do you believe and trust in God the Father? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe and trust in his Son, Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe and trust in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. Amen. Dallas Andrew, 
I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. May God, who has received you by baptism into his church, pour upon you the riches of his grace, that within the company of Christ's pilgrim people, you may daily be renewed by his anointing spirit and come to the inheritance of the saints in glory. Amen. And so, as we give thanks to God for Dallas's baptism, we also recall our own baptism and we remember all those who are baptised and all the members of the body of Christ, particularly of this community, those who are with us here today and those who are unable to be with us, either because they're shielding at home or because they're unwell at this time. But we rejoice in the baptism that we share as we say together, Almighty God, we thank you for our fellowship in the household of faith with all who have been baptized into your name. Keep us faithful to our baptism and so make us ready for that day when the whole creation shall be made perfect in your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's give Dallas a round of applause. Congratulations. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. The old has passed away, the new has come. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet each other in the peace of Christ.
God of life and freedom, we celebrate the revelation of Jesus as the Christ who makes all creation new. Accept all we offer you this day and make us new in him, who is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. You celebrated your new gift of baptism in signs and wonders at the Jordan. Your voice was heard from heaven to awaken faith in the presence among us of your word made flesh. Your spirit was seen as a dove, revealing Jesus as your servant and anointing him with the oil of gladness to preach the good news to the poor. Therefore, as we celebrate the union of earth and heaven, we rejoice to echo the song of the angels in heaven, forever praising you and singing. Yeah. 
Lord, you are holy indeed, the source of all holiness. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit and according to your holy will, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And so, Father, calling to mind his death on the cross, his perfect sacrifice made once for the sins of the whole world, rejoicing in his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming in glory, we celebrate this memorial of our redemption. As we offer you this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, we bring before you this bread and this cup, and we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Send the Holy Spirit on your people, and gather into one in your kingdom all who share this one bread and one cup, so that we, in the company of the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints, may praise and glorify you forever through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory be yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread.
Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Blessed are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word, and I shall be healed. The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen.
Lord of all time and eternity. You opened the heavens and revealed yourself as Father in the baptism of Jesus, your beloved Son. By the power of your Spirit, complete the heavenly work of our rebirth through the waters of the new creation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. It's lovely to welcome you to St Mary's this morning and thank you for observing our rules about social distancing and wearing face coverings and everything. We'll be keeping the Sunday services at St Mary's under review in the weeks ahead as we look carefully at the infection rate locally and follow any advice from the diocese and the local authority. For those at home, the 10.30am service will be recorded and broadcast each Sunday, but the church will have to remain closed during the week. A morning prayer and evening prayer on Tuesdays and Thursdays will remain on Zoom. Next Sunday, we hope to start something called the Sunday Focus. This will be a weekly gathering on Sunday afternoon online, but we hope that each week someone will chat about a subject of interest and further details will be in the epistle next week. Um, If you look on the website, you will also eventually, I think, see details about our term card. Um, Obviously, the kind of events that we had anticipated having for Hillary term Uh, will have to be a little bit different, but we're confident that most of the things that we anticipated doing will now be able to do online. So uh, there's going to be a a series on uh, what is the common good, um, which I think is a question that all of us uh, have been thinking about in recent days, weeks and months. Um, And there will also be some online Bible studies using the resources available from the visual commentary on scripture. It's something that exists online on the internet, so I thought we might as well make a virtue of it um, and do some Bible studies using this wonderful resource that is online. So um, lots of things to keep um, an eye out for, um, but we do hope that you all keep safe um, and that your loved ones keep safe in the days and weeks ahead. As I say, we'll continually keep the situation under review and we look forward to that day when we'll all be able to gather again for worship in more usual circumstances. But for now, will you please stand for the commission? People of God, those who are baptised are called to worship and serve God. Will you continue in the Apostles' teaching and fellowship? in the breaking of bread, and in the prayers. With the help of God, I will. Will you persevere in resisting evil, and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? With the help of God, I will. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? With the help of God, I will. Will you seek and serve Christ in all people? Loving your neighbour as yourself. With the help of God, I will. Will you acknowledge Christ's authority over human society by prayer for the world and its leaders, by defending the weak, and by seeking peace and justice? 
With the help of God, I will. May God, who in Christ gives us a spring of water welling up to eternal life, perfect in you the image of his glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in the light and peace of Christ. Thanks be to God.